Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a brand new year. And what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a gold t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. And welcome to a brand new Arsblog Arscast right here on Arsblog.com. How are you? Hope you're well. It's another Friday, which means another week is gone and we are closer and closer and closer to the start of the brand new Premier League season. Next week, Arsenal go to Singapore to play two friendlies in the International Champions Cup. All of those words are in inverted commas, uh, these uh, ludicrously branded friendlies. But we're playing uh, Atletico Madrid, of course, who we know well. They beat us in the semifinals of the Europa League earlier this year and renowned Qatari side PSG. Following that, Arsenal are in Dublin to play Chelsea with their new manager Maurizio Sarri in a friendly at Lansdowne Road or the Aviva Stadium, as it now likes to be called. Then it's off to Stockholm, where we should have been playing Sevilla, but for some reason they have dropped out. It might be something to do with their involvement in the Spanish Super Cup, those all kinds of shenanigans regarding dates and times and schedules over that game, which look to have been fixed, but they have been replaced by those uh, cuddly snowflake lefty liberals, SS Lazio. So that's taking place in Stockholm the Saturday after next. And that is our last preseason game before we open our Premier League campaign against champions Manchester City on the 12th of August at the Emirates Stadium. So 
it's going to get interesting and it's going to get busy, of course, because we're going to see a little bit of what Unai Emery is up to and what he's thinking about how his team is going to play, what sort of formation he's going to use, what kind of system he's going to use. We keep hearing about the high press. We hear about this winning the ball back quickly when we lose it. Really high energy kind of football. And it does make these preseason games just that little bit more interesting. You can't read too much into preseason, but this time around, because it's a new manager, because it's new coaching staff, because it's probably a new approach to how we play, we're going to get an idea of what we're going to look like and how we're going to play as we head towards that opening game and the the brand new season, which wasn't necessarily the case with Arsene Wenger. Last season was the only season really where we had any real uh, doubt as to what kind of formation he was going to play. Will he stick with a back three? Will he go back to a back four? How long will he stick with a back three? Ultimately, he did return to a back four because that's what he felt most comfortable with. But for a while, you couldn't tell what he was going to do and when he was going to do it. But I think this is uh, just a little bit different, of course, because it is entirely new with new people and uh, new signings. And we'll see some of those on the tour and we'll see some of them in the uh, in the games in Dublin and... Uh, in Stockholm. So that's where we are. In terms of what's been going on this week, there's a behind-closed-doors friendly against Crawley Town. I think we won 9-0. There might have been a behind-closed-doors game against Brentford as well. A few matches, perhaps, for the manager just to to tweak a few things, to look at some players a bit more closely. And aside from that, the uh, the big story of the week, whether it's true or not, was the uh, Ivan Gazidis to AC Milan link. I mean, fair play to Ivan Gazidis. He has made lots of changes, Uh, At executive level, at boardroom level, the football structure has changed. We've changed the manager. We've changed the academy. We've changed the staff at the academy. We've brought in new under-23 coaches. We've uh, appointed a guy who was one of the chief data dudes for Candy Crush, a game that lots of people played or do play, I think, uh, on Facebook or wherever the hell it might be. We've added another physio from Australia to join Darren Burgess's team. It's all going on, and so committed is Ivan Gazidis to absolute change this summer at Arsenal. We now have executive transfer tittle-tattle involving him. It's amazing. I am, of course, just taking the piss very slightly. I don't really expect Ivan Gazidis to go anywhere, despite the fact that stories from Italy say that AC Milan are interested. I don't know why... Having put all those things in place, you wouldn't want to stand over them and uh, and see how they all work out. I mean, that is the thing. We give him credit for everything that, that he's done so far, but now we have to just wait and see if it works, if the people are the right people. Are the recruitment people the right people? Is the director of football the right director of football? Is Unai Emery the right manager? We don't know that yet. I mean, we're hopeful and optimistic and excited But we still have to wait and see. We don't have anything to judge these decisions by other than to say many of them, many of them, of course, were long overdue. And it's good to see that the club have made those changes. So uh, into the new season we go and the proof of the pudding will be in the eating. And of course, the eating is the football. The football takes place on the pitch. The league table is the kitchen. And come next May, we as the diners will say, how much of a tip are we going to leave? Was this the most delicious, sumptuous feast that we've ever had in our lives or were the prawns off and we're already running to the bathroom with squits coming out of both ends 
We shall see. That is part of the excitement of what's happening this season. Now, because it has been a fairly quiet week, there hasn't been anything really to chow down on. I thought we'd do one of our phone-in podcasts. People can call in by Skype. They ask the questions. We have a bit of a chat and we see where it all goes. So uh, that's what we're going to do with this one. Just to remind you that if you haven't heard already, there was a Philippe Senderos interview on general release that was put out in midweek and... Over on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash arsblog, a really great interview with a legend of Arsenal Football Club, Liam Brady. You can hear that right now if you're an Arsblog member on Patreon. It costs just a fiver a month if you're not, five euros a month, and you get access to that interview and lots more. Here's a little snippet from the Liam Brady. So, I mean, 1980 was a disappointing year in terms of what the club might have achieved and what you might have achieved as a player with two finals, the, the FA Cup final and the, the Cup Winners' Cup final against Valencia. Yeah, that, that was... That was uh, yeah, we were, we were a really good team. And, you know, to get to another two finals again yeah. uh, after 79, I think, demonstrated that. This would be our third FA Cup final on the trot. And not only that was we got into a European final, mm. into the Cup Winners' Cup final. We had to beat Juventus in the semi-final. So it showed, you know, what a good team we were on yeah. our day. But uh, again, I'll go back. We we didn't really add to the squad, and and you know, my contract was coming to the end in 1980, and because we hadn't shown the ambition that I thought we should have shown, and uh, got uh, got better players in to challenge the likes of Liverpool for the league. Uh, I'd kind of made up my mind and I, I wanted to move on. You can hear that full interview, a full hour with Liam Brady talking about his life and times at Arsenal and beyond over on our Patreon page right now, patreon.com forward slash arseblog. Okay, let's do it. Let's fire up the uh, Skype machine and answer some calls. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Who's this? Hi, this is Matt from London. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I didn't think I'd get through this quickly. <laughs> you're, you're the first one through, so congratulations. You get a prize, I think. I don't know what it is yet. Wonderful. But... <laughs> oh, I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> oh, I just had a question about um, Aaron Ramsey, who I know is your favourite player. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think he's hugely important for, uh, for us as well, and I think... Arsenal fans would probably appreciate just how good he is if he if he was sold. Yeah, because um, I think he goes somewhere pretty big. Um, if if that does happen, and I think that's probably looking more likely uh, every day that he doesn't sign a contract, um, what kind of player would you like him to be replaced with? Uh, have you given that, haven't given that a thought? Um, but personally, I, I've been impressed by um, Matuidi's performances for France. Uh, might be a bit over ambitious though. Yeah, I mean, I think I can't remember what age Matuidi is. I think he's into his thirties now at this point. Thirty-one. He's thirty-one. So yeah, we might need something a little bit younger than that. Um, maybe look for something for the future. Uh, you know, I'm a bit worried about the Ramsey thing because I, I do feel like the club have been making efforts. I'm aware that the club have been making efforts to get him to sign a new deal, to commit to a, a new contract, and as yet he hasn't. I I hear that maybe there's some some shenanigans w- with his agent. I'm not 100% sure on that. And I think interest from abroad might be a factor in this. Now, whether that interest is concrete enough for a deal to go through this summer or whether it's a case that they might want to wait until next summer when he's available on a free, 
that could be that could be the thing. So it's a, it's a complicated one. It's a difficult one for the club. You know, they've got a lot of credit for the things that they've done so far this summer. But I think this is this is a situation which is going to be a bit testing for them, isn't it? Yeah, no, it means I just I just wonder if we do lose him, that's kind of big player that you're losing, and it will kind of overshadow everything that we've done so far. Yeah, um, and whether there's anyone else out there that. that can obviously come in and replace him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Off the top of my head, it's hard to know. It depends really who's available and whether, you know, we get one of those sort of transfer, not merry-go-rounds, but once the dominoes start falling, players become available elsewhere, you know. It's hard to think Fellaini? of... Fellaini? no, thank you very much, man. <laughs> it took me a second there to realise. Uh, it was when it was when my heart started again that I realised you were joking. Um, uh yeah, I mean, again, he's, what, 29, and he's not really a Ramsey kind of a player. The qualities that Ramsey has in terms of his goal scoring, his creativity, getting into the box, you know, Absolutely. I'm not sure how many midfielders, central midfielders there are out there with that kind of end product that we could realistically afford. So that's why I do Absolutely, think the, yeah. Ramsey, the Ramsey situation is a very important one, all right? Or maybe it'd be reinvested somewhere else, like on on the wing or something, if that's maybe. what Emery is looking to do. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. But you still have a midfield gap to fill then, I think. So uh, Absolutely. that's why I do think it is, it's is—it's going to be a very tricky one over the next couple of weeks because if, you know, the fact that we could sell him at the end of August, but we've got to replace him if we are going to replace him before the season starts, which is the 12th of August. So... You know, we're only three less than three weeks away, so we've got to we've really got to get our uh, our skates on in that regard. So uh, it feels like another saga, doesn't it? It does a bit. It does a bit. Unfortunately, the summer's been go going. So, yeah, it's been going so well, but you know, I think it's inevitable, and we're not the only club that has these sagas. So we'll we'll wait nice. and see. All right, look, uh, thanks a million, Matt. We'll uh, take another call. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Andrew. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Bye, bye. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Who's this? This is Safir from Austin, Texas. How are you, Andrew? I'm okay, Safir from Austin, Texas. How are you, man? Doing well, doing well. You know, just ready for the ready for the season to begin already. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's getting exciting. Yep, got those goosebumps already. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to say I'm a long-time, long-time uh, listener and reader and first-time caller. Uh, you've been a big part of my life since I was 12 years old, and I'm 25 now for context. Oh, so. my God. Oh, I'm, I, I apologize <laughs> profusely. <laughs> so, so good on you. Okay. Um, so, I guess, I guess my question is this. Okay. Um, who do you think um, at Arsenal right now is going to have a make or break see, um, performance next season, especially in terms of their, I guess, future Arsenal futures after that season? So, who might be somebody whose future isn't necessarily certain, but if they perform well, could could cement that future? Yes, exactly. And if they don't, um, you know, we might not necessarily see them after next season. Right. That is a, that is a good question. Um, it's hard to look beyond the kind of younger members of the squad. So the young centre-halves, Callum Chambers, Rob Holding, maybe it's not quite make or break, but certainly this season, if they get enough playing time, they could reassure Unai Emery that they're guys for the future because if you look at our central defensive options 
you know, we've got Mustafi in the middle who's around 26. Actually, Mustafi could be one if he stays as well. If it doesn't mm-hmm. go well for Mustafi this season, I think he'd be almost certainly out if he doesn't already go this this summer. But you've got Socrates, you've got Lauren Koscielny, and then below that, it's the young guys. So I think the young guys have a real opportunity to to cement a place in the squad for the coming seasons. Uh, they've both been given new contracts holding in chambers as Mavropanos mm-hmm. as well, but I don't think his situation is quite the same as theirs. The, the other two have been at the club for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So so those two, when you look around midfield, maybe... I don't, yeah, Granite I would Xhaka, agree with maybe? Chambers for sure. Maybe Granite think- Xhaka? What do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, they- I could see, I could see Jaka as well. It's, it was actually kind of surprising to me that they gave him a new contract uh, before the World Cup. Mm. Um, I, I actually thought that they would kind of wait and see, but I guess it's, it's mainly to preserve his value. If you if you do have to sell him, perhaps, 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 or it's a sign that they really think he's a guy for the future and for the next number of seasons, uh, and mm-hmm. that with someone like Lucas Torreira coming in in midfield, that we have the perfect foil for for Granit Xhaka you know, to get the best out of him. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a fan. I would love to see Granit in the midfield for, for, for a bit longer. Um, I think he definitely has that, that quality to play those passes, especially from the left yeah. to kind of the right wing. And, um, Lucas Torreira is right, is right footed as well. And he can play those passes the other way. So I think that gives your midfield a little bit of, uh, quality in those intermediate passes outwards. If you're trying to play pa- a faster game than Arsene Wenger did, sure. which is kind of what it seems like under Unai Emery. Yeah, um, slightly more direct attacking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like it, all right. Um, but it's hard for me. Yeah, I think really the two the two young centre halves are are who I would say the, the the make not quite make or break, but for whom this season is really really important. Agreed, agreed. And I, if I could ask you one more quick question, go on then, quick one. Um, um, what do you think of Lauren Koscielny's chances of reestablishing himself as a first-choice centre-half for this uh, season after his injury? Very slim, very slim. I think it's a big, big injury to pick up at 32 years of age. I think there were signs perhaps last season that Koscielny was, if not quite in, in terminal decline, not quite the same player that he was. I think he can be a useful squad player if he can get himself fit again, mm-hmm. but I don't know that Lauren Koscielny is going to be the guy who's going to be first-choice uh, anymore for Arsenal, which is a bit sad because I think he deserved to uh, not go out in a better way, but I think perhaps for it to be a bit more graceful, if you like, a bit more dignified without the, without the injury. So, agreed, agreed. Oh, yeah, he's way. he's definitely been one of my favorite Arsenal players for the last eight years. So, yeah, it would be it would be sad to see his role diminish, but you know, sure. that's just football, I guess. It is. All right, man. Thanks, right. appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the call, Andrew. Not at all. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling yeah. in. Cheers. All right. Thanks. Bye. Hello. Hello, Andrew. Yes. Who's the, Who's this? Uh, this is This is Tom. Hey, Tom. How are you? Where are you calling from? Oh my gosh, I can't even believe I got through. Um, I'm calling from uh, from Illinois, about uh, 45 minutes west of uh, Chicago. Okay. And how's it going out there today? It's. Uh, 80 degrees, a little windy, so I'm kind of tucked in between a corner uh, of a building here, so there's no wind. Uh, oh, you're outside. Uh, you're calling off the street. Yeah, yeah, calling off the street. So. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so what's on your mind? Um, so I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I took a test this morning, and I uh, and I just, I saw your post, and was like, oh, man, 1230, perfect time. So uh, I, uh, I have two questions. Sure. One's real quick, okay. and the other one's just about Arsenal. Okay. So, um 
So Lucas Perez, um, when I first saw him, uh, my uh, my favorite game that he played was against Bournemouth. Our, uh, you know, the the comeback uh, where three, it was, three. ended up three three, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I had a question: if you had heard anything about uh, uh, if he was in favor with uh, Unai Emery at all, like if he's you know at, at that left side, I just think uh, he really didn't get a very big, uh, very good run out with uh, with Arson. Yeah, uh, not really sure why, but I just didn't know if you'd heard anything. So I, I haven't heard anything yet, um, and it's difficult to know when we're going to hear about players because he's only been working with them a couple of weeks, so it might take him a while to to make up his mind. My feeling is, uh, you know, at the moment, it looks like Danny Welbeck might go. So if Danny Welbeck goes, Lucas Perez is decent quality and experience to have in your squad to give you that bit of depth behind Aubameyang and behind Lacazette. Um, so I wonder if that might be a reason for him to stay. You know, he's got plenty of experience. He is a good player. Um, he didn't have a great season with Deportivo last year, but, uh, you know, I think that was true of their entire team. They ended up relegated from La Liga. So I don't know is the answer, but I would not mm-hmm. be unhappy if we kept him, if we moved Danny Welbeck on, because I think he is, right. he is a decent player. I'm not sure he's really an option in the wide positions, although he is quite creative. He's a good eye for a pass um, and got a good few assists uh, mm-hmm. for Deportivo. But um, I, just, I just don't know. You know, we're going to find out in the next few weeks what's going to happen in terms of players going out. So we'll see. We'll see. Definitely. I like him. So awesome. What's your other awesome. question? I, I, yeah, I like him a lot, too. Yeah. So, um, so last last question. Um, and I know you want get, to get some more uh, get some more guys here. Sure. Or ladies. Um, so uh, just a real funny question. Uh, uh, my girlfriend's uh, her, one of her best friends from high school. They just got married um, in Ireland. Right. Um, they're uh, the last name of Hogan. So they're just very, very into oh, I their know Irish them. heritage. I know them. And all that kind of stuff. I know all the Hogans here. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, so they just got married there, but um, they were they were talking to me and saying that uh, you know I'm a very big fan of beer and uh, and Jameson, and so I, uh, I I asked them. I said, so I've heard does beer does Guinness really taste better in Ireland? Yeah, and I want to know. I want I wanted to hear uh, you know what you might have thought of that. Yes, it definitely does taste better in Ireland, <laughs> and actually there are places in Ireland where it tastes better than other places. Um, really? Yeah. Like there are certain bars in Dublin that are renowned for their Guinness, that if you go there, you know you're going to get a really good pint. Other places, not so much. Um, but if uh, the, the best Guinness I've ever, ever had in my life, and it's consistent throughout the town, uh, in Dingle, in County Kerry, for whatever reason, maybe it's something about the water, the way they clean the pipes, <laughs> or whatever it is, if you go to Dingle and you drink Guinness, it's, I'm not going to say a life-changing experience, but you will most definitely taste the difference between Guinness there and Guinness you'll have anywhere else, and I include Dublin in that. So, Wow. So All right, well, when I, whenever I do make it out to Ireland, I'm going to have to go there. So. You, you definitely will. It's a beautiful part of the country as well, so you'll enjoy that and the, and the Guinness. Wonderful. All right, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Not at all. Thanks for the call. Yeah, definitely. Bye-bye. Hello. 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 Hi, who have we got? Daniel. Daniel, how are you? Uh, okay, could be better. Could be worse. Could be better. Could be worse. Okay. So what's your question? Uh, my question, I just want to talk to you about the, the friendly in Dublin in a couple of weeks. Just, oh, yeah? Are you, are you going? Are you looking forward to it? And can you say if you're doing anything with the Arscast or anything? 
Um, yes, I'm going. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. We were trying to get a, a live arse cast together, but unfortunately, James is not available. He is uh, indisposed. Uh, no, not Again? sick. He's got he's got a he's got a previous commitment, um, okay. so he's not actually sick. He can't actually preemptively be sick. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, necessarily okay. put it past him, but no, uh, at this moment in time, that's not a power that he uh, he has available to him. Yeah, I am looking forward to it, you know, because Arsenal in Dublin is a real novelty. Normally, when you go to an Arsenal game or you go to watch Arsenal, there's a fair amount of travel involved in airports and sitting around airports and feeling hungover on planes, which is an unpleasant thing to do. So it will be nice for me to go to a game and have a few beers afterwards and then just kind of stroll home. So I'm looking forward to it uh, from that point of view and also looking forward to it from the point of view of seeing what we look like and what sort of a team Unai Emery picks and what system we play and all that kind of stuff so are you going yourself uh, I'm hoping to yeah I've got a ticket so I'm hoping to I bought the lanyard thing which is nice right okay uh, that's a special ticket or something is it yeah I just basically it's just a, your, your ticket with a lanyard so I'm hoping to go hopefully I mean you, you I can never be sure, but hopefully, and it'll be, it'll be nice to to see them play. And at that point, that's what our second last friendly of the yeah. pre-season. We've probably played Lazio now in Stockholm, but um, so hopefully we'll get an idea of what sort of team or system that Emery will go with going into the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It'll be informative. These uh, pre-season friendlies will be a bit more informative than usual. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it from that point of view for sure. Okay, well, look, thanks for the call, Daniel. We're going to go uh, take another one and maybe see you at the game in Dublin. Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully. All right. All right, cheers. Thanks, man. Great Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Andrew. Yes. Hi, who's this? This is uh, Ahmad from Egypt. I didn't actually expect to get through. Okay. How are you? How's, how's Egypt today? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Sun is shining and uh, the weather's, the weather's uh, quite summery here, so we're making the most of it. Okay. I'm actually still stuck at work, but I thought maybe I'd give you a call. Okay. That's good. I hope you're using Work's phone as well. just to. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing. Excellent. Good man. What, what's, what's on your mind? Well, I've got a couple of questions. Actually, one of them you've uh, spoken about briefly in the uh, previous outcast. But the first question is, don't you think the, well, the three people running the club at the moment are trying a bit too hard to sell us, Emery? Maybe kind of? Um, With all the videos and the six minutes dugout videos and stuff. Maybe they are, but also I, I understand it as well because things were so contentious and fractious under Arsene Wenger. You know, we had a very divided fan base, a really very divided yeah. fan base. And whatever way, whatever way you want to look at that situation, whether you were Wenger in or whether you were Wenger out or whatever you were, you'd the one thing I suppose we could all agree on is having a fan base that's like that is not not a healthy thing for the club it's not a healthy thing for the players I think the players referenced that a couple of times as well you know they're aware of of how how much pressure they're under because fans are unhappy with the general situation so the way I look at it is yeah they are over egging the pudding no question about it this this stuff about hard work and this stuff about double sessions as if double sessions are unique you know um yeah. they're not but I can understand why they're doing it because everybody can get behind hard work and everybody can get behind the idea of something new. So to push something new and different and exciting, I get it. And if it helps bring fans together ahead of a new season, then, you know, I, I don't really have any problem with it at all. 
Yeah, that's yeah, very true. Well, my second question was, um, what do you think are the expectations set by the board for Embry for this season? What do you think exactly is well, the breaking point for them with Embry? I think they will be looking for him to get the club back into the top four, and I think that will be considered a a successful first season for Unai Emery. That's that's yeah, what I think. Well, the FA Cup or the Europa League, not really a priority for this month and this season, maybe? Maybe not. I would say that we will approach the Europa League in much the same way that Arsene Wenger did with, I'm not going to say understrength sides, but with fringe players first and foremost um, yeah. in the group stages because, you know, our squad should be strong enough to get us through whatever group that we get uh, when, when the draw is made. And, you know, as the season goes on, you can't stick with one priority if it becomes clear that a different one is the more sensible one, you know? So if, yeah, if let's say, we're seventh in the league, but we're doing well in the Europa League, it would be foolish for us to concentrate on the Premier League. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. we, we would have to alter that. But I think at the start of the season, they will be looking for him to get back into the Champions League, into the top four, back at the top table in Europe, uh, get that money back, get that, that income back that we get from the Champions League, the prestige that comes with the Champions League. Um, and I, I, I guess that they will be relatively happy, even if we don't win a trophy, if we get back into the top four. So Yeah, that, I agree. I also, I, well, I think the Champions League at the moment is uh, the top priority for us because I believe we've actually bought enough players considering our situation because I didn't actually expect us to buy this much players mm. considering we don't play in the Champions League. A player like Torreira, I think, yeah. probably had better offers from Champions League clubs. Yeah, maybe so, so I think this is sort of an achievement that the amount of players have actually bought. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, look, um, we'll let you go before you get fired for running up too big a phone bill. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, thanks for calling in. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, Andrew. Thank Cheers. You. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Who's this? I'm Kirsten from Toronto. Hey, Kirsten. How's it going? I'm good. Good evening to you. <laughs> good evening to you as well. Good afternoon to you at the time of uh, at the time yeah. of recording. It's afternoon. What's going on? Uh, quite good day. Quite sunny. It's going good. Okay. Thank God it's not humid as it was. <laughs> yeah, the humidity is the killer. That's for sure. Yeah. How was Ireland? How was Dublin? Uh, Dublin is uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's nice and sunny and nice and warm. We've been having a great stretch of weather here. So. Uh, uh, no rain and everything is brown and all the crops are dying. But hey, what can you do? That's the way the world is going. So, so what's on your mind? Yeah, so I was just uh, thinking about this this transfer window this season. Yeah, I'm quite uh, happy with the transfers till now, but equally worried about how. I'm, I'm basically I am quite not so optimistic about my the defense the back four. Yeah. And uh, I know, like Socrates have, they have signed Socrates as well. But I'm quite worried about how the centre back pairing, which will be done by Emery. So yeah. I'm quite uh, worried about that because let's say if Mustafi didn't change, if he's not doing well. Yeah. What if Socrates and um, Mavropanos is doing well? Will he take a bold step of pushing out Mustafi out of the squad and you know, like first team squad? Yeah. He has to do that, so I'm quite worried about that. Yeah, age I, is not age is not a criteria, you know, to be in the team, right? I feel that. So sure. Yeah. So what do you think? Of, what do you think about that? Like, what if Mavropanos and Socrates do extremely well? 
Well, then they play. I think you should pick your team on merit. You know, it's about what kind of idea he has for his central defense right yeah. now. We don't know. You, yeah. you would have to assume that Socrates is going to be one of the players, yeah. given that he is the, the, big, the big signing in defense. Um, yeah. You know, um, wasn't huge. Because I remember when Mustafi joined Arsenal and uh, he was playing along with uh, Kosilny. Yeah. So it was quite good. It was quite promising in the initial stages. So... Uh, when actually when Arsenal conducted a live video with Mustafi, I happened to ask him a question, saying, you know, like that, that, that's when Mustafi was trending on Twitter. If you oh remember. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like asking him, you know, how how do you think the pairing is working? He was like, okay, it's good. And then you know, as the season went on, it drained. Yeah. So for me, uh, the centre back pairing is very essential. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, because, I I, I yeah. agree. It is is clearly um, part of the backbone of the team. But right now. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, yeah. And I yeah. do wonder, you know, if if we're going to see perhaps a, a central defensive pairing at the start of the season that looks very different from the one at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I hope he's adaptable in that regard and he's able to, yeah. to look at players and say, OK, look, you're not doing it. Yeah. And he does have options. Yeah. Let's face it, we've got loads of options yeah. for central defense right yeah. now. And if when Koscielny comes back, that's another option. So, um, it, my it, only thing is, age should not be a criteria in this squad. No, because yeah, but like, it's just a number. Yeah, of course, it is just a number, but it works both ways. Of course, experience comes with age, and particularly when you're a central defender, that is a it's a big part of of playing the position well because you do learn a lot in your formative years, and that's why I think. We'll, I'm very interested to see how Holding and Chambers develop. We had a question about that from somebody else a few minutes ago. So I'm, I'm interested oh. to see how they develop and, and what sort of chances they get. Mavropanos as well. Um, yeah. and, and how tolerant he is of mistakes. But the other thing to bear in mind, I think, with, with the center of our defense is that we're going to see a slightly different midfield. We're going to see a yeah. midfield that is um, reworked and perhaps set up to give the defenders a bit more protection than midfields have done in the past. So that might be something uh, that could offset perhaps some of the weaknesses uh, of our central defenders. Yeah. Are you up for uh, selling Danny Welbeck and keeping Paris? Yes. Because- I just had a question about that as well. So I, I, w- I would be up for that. I, I think Welbeck yeah. could go and I think Perez gives us just a bit of a safety net along with Eddie and Kedia uh, in the striking I, I remember he scored a hat-trick in your... Uh, I think uh, last year, probably. I don't remember which team again, but yeah. It was in the Paris. it was in yeah. the cha- in the Champions League. I think he scored. Yeah, a yeah. yeah. Probably Ludogorets. I'm yeah. not sure, but uh, yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, look. But, thanks uh, for your call, Kirthan. Yeah. Gonna yeah. go take another one. Good to talk to you. Cheers. Cheers, Andrew. man. Bye. 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 Hello. Hello, Andrew. Yes. Hello. Who's this? This is Fletcher from Cork. Oh, hello, Fletcher from Cork. How are you? I'm good. I literally was just sitting in the car about to play six-way football and I saw that you were doing a phone-in show. And so we're starting in five minutes. I said, I'll give you a shout for the first four minutes before we go on. Okay, before you run rings around all those uh, guys on the six-a-side yes. pitch, yeah? Yes, indeed. So my question okay. is, what is your six-a-side Arsenal team? What is my six-a-side Arsenal time. team? Of all if time. you're managing an Arsenal team, six-a-side league, six players you're going for. Uh, okay. Six, do I have to pick a goalkeeper? Do I have to pick an actual goalkeeper? No, you don't. Right, because you you're know, the manager. Yeah, you take turns in goal, right? That's the way it works. That's it exactly. That's exactly how it works. Okay, so I'm going to pick um, Liam Brady, Robert yes. Perez, 
Sesc Fabregas. Thierry Henry. One, two, three, four. Dennis Bergkamp. And, okay, I've got to pick one more. That is really good. Um, boom, boom, boom. Nelson Vivas. Okay. That, 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 that's a nice end. Nelson. Also, great podcast with Liam Brady. The guys are calling me over. So oh. I just said i I, I got to go play and score some goals. You go score some goals, man. Have okay, a good thank one. thank you, Andrew. Cheers. Thanks, bye-bye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those, I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Hello. 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 Who's this? Hey, Andrew. This is Sri here. How are you? Hi. How are you? Oh, he's he's in big trouble because he's gone. His, uh, his call just dropped. I hope it was his internet connection that went and not something tragic like being flattened by a piano or, or something like that. Anyway, he's gone. He's gone. Will he ever come back? This is the question. We'll have to wait and see. Hello. Hey, Andrew Sreary again. Oh, hello. How are you? I was very worried. I thought you might have got hit by a, like a falling piano or something. It wasn't <laughs> anything like that, no? Oh, he's gone again. Whatever it is, this guy's got some serious problems. Maybe there's like a Skype drought wherever he is, and you're only allowed eight seconds of Skype at a time. That must be what it is. A bit like the water rations we have here in Dublin. Seriously, we've got water rations 
your water goes off at 10 o'clock at night, comes back on at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's because of, you know, the drought. Did you see it was like 90 degrees in Finland in the Arctic Circle the other day? I don't think this is good, folks. Oh, here he is again. Hello. Hello again. No, he's gone. Every time I answer the call, he's he's gone. I think we're just going to have to accept that we're never going to talk to this guy and find out what it was he wanted. Could have been something incredible. I have a feeling that it probably was. Like we're missing out on something amazing here because of whatever it is that's in the way, this technological blockage that we've got. Oh, well. Now the dog's barking outside. Hello? Hello there. Hello there. Who's this? Oh, my God, I can't believe I got through. This is um, Alex. Well, my name's Alex. So. Hello, Alex. How <laughs> are you? Well. How's I'm it going? Great. Good. What's, your, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Well, I had no idea I'd get through, I, I thought. thought you'd just <laughs> ring. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for the laugh, just um, to see if you might get through. Just for the laugh, I just want to give a, a, a big... Uh, Shout out to Dennis Burkamp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he's listening. I'd be very, uh, you'd be very pleased to have your best wishes, Alex. <laughs> well, uh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Oh, all right, cheers. Good to talk to you. Cheers. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Hello. Hi there. Hi there. Who's this? Hey, man. It's Andrew. How are you? Hello, Andrew. I'm fine. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from all the way over in Canada. I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba. All right. All right. And how's your summer going? Oh, it's been pretty good so far, man. We've had a lot of nice temperatures, good heat. The sun's been shining, so uh, I can't complain. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure everyone else is as well. They don't want to hear someone ring in just to, just to complain. Uh, so what, what's That's on right. your mind? What's on your mind? Well, I just uh, popped in for a break here at work, and I saw you got the lines open. Yeah. So I figured I'd uh, give you a call. Why not? Why not? And uh, do you know. you, do you have a question, or is there anything Arsenal related you wanna you wanna chat about? Well, well, first of all, I'd just like to give you guys some credit. I love the podcast over here over the sea. Uh, big Arsenal fan, been an Arsenal fan for maybe six or seven years now. So I kind of miss some of the glory days, but uh, sure, follow the club every week and love the club. Love getting up early to watch the club. I guess uh, more specifically, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited about the some of the new signings, but especially Abomayang. Uh, I think that this guy's got real potential for us. Uh, I, I can see him. I love his energy. I love his positivity around the club. Yeah. And uh, I just I love this guy. I think he can bring big, big big things for us. Yeah, I think he's he's one of those players who, having had a few months to settle in, he did very well in the few months that he was at the club. He only played the Premier League games as well. I think, you know, now that he's well and truly settled in, he could score a lot of goals for us next yeah. season. Yeah, he's exciting. Absolutely, yeah. I, I remember, uh, I'm not sure if it was on your podcast or somewhere else, they were talking about a, a Bomayang goal total. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that this guy could really bag, like, 30 goals for us if we get the right formation, the right system in play to yeah. really funnel the ball to him. I think that that's really important because it's like when we had Alexis, we had that guy at the top of the formation, but we couldn't get him the ball, you know? So yeah. I think that's a really big thing that uh, the new system's coming into place and a lot of positivity and 
just really looking forward to the season here. Yep, yep, same here, same here. Um, be interesting to see how the preseason games go and, and what he's going to do. So, yeah, hopefully your your guy can score his 30 goals. That'd be great. I'd love it. I'd love it. And keep up the good work, man. I, I love the show. Oh, thanks a million. Thanks for calling in. Cheers. All right, cheers. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Who's hi, this? This is Nilesh. I'm calling from New York. Hello, Nilesh in New York. How's it going? It's pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, it's going all right, thanks. It's going all right, yeah. Uh, I'm sitting in my office, which is really warm. The sun is shining through the window, so uh, it's, it's, quite, it's quite warm. Um, but apart from that, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's on your mind this evening? It's good to know. Yeah, so I'm guessing you know toward, you are towards the end of your show, and you must have covered a lot of topics, most of the topics, the, by now. We have covered some, but give it a try and see if we haven't. Sure, sure. So uh, I wanted to know, what do you do? You think we should be more ambitious in the transfer market in terms of the quality and the profile of the players we are getting? You know, I'm happy with the promptness and the proactiveness, mm-hmm. you know, with which we have addressed some of the issues. But for a squad, you know, that finished sixth, around 30 points behind the leaders, uh, should we be doing more? I I mean, uh, I I think we are accepting this uh, 50 million uh, budget thing a little too easily for my liking. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should be more ambitious in the quality of players. Uh, That's what I feel. Okay. I want to know your thoughts about that. I think in some ways you've answered your own question, right? And I do think we've spent a bit more than 50 million already. We might Mm -hmm. recoup some of that money, of course, when we make some sales. But I think the situation is we have to be aware that we're not the biggest draw in the Premier League. We're not as big a draw as we used to be even a few Mm -hmm. seasons ago. So... Um, we have to be aware of where we are as a club right now. And we are a club that has had a big change. I'm not saying we're on the precipice or anything like that, but we, we've changed a manager who's been there for 20-odd years. And mm-hmm. we brought in a new guy, and we're playing in the Europa League, and the other clubs look strong, and they've spent money as well. And I think we probably have to get ourselves back into the Champions League places before we can start showing more ambition in the transfer market when it comes to, A, the money we spend and also the kind of player that we bring in, the profile of the player we bring in. But it's also worth pointing out that we did bring in two £50 million strikers in the last 12 months as well. You know, Obama Yang has come in uh, for £55 million. Lacazette came in for, you know, be- the best part of £50 million. So we, we, we have to take those signings into account as well when you look at what we needed to do this summer. And I think the, the signings that we've made this summer are, are functional. You know, they're designed to, to add experience and depth to the squad in key areas and then look to get the best out of the, the, the big players. So get the best out of Lacazette, get the best out of Aubameyang, get the best out of Mesut Ozil, get the best out of uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, get the best out of um, Aaron Ramsey, you know, if he stays. So I can sort of understand where you're coming from, but I think you have to put the signings into that context. You know, the whole thing has changed. Um, we are a team that finished sixth. We can't go out and buy the top, top players in Europe. We just can't. We're not that attractive when we don't have the money. But if we make the right signings and develop the squad and, and the, the coach can get the team playing in the right way, then we can put ourselves in a position where we can do that. Sure, sure. That makes a lot of sense. 
um, you know, uh, thanks, thanks for taking the question. You know, uh, really appreciate the work you do. You know, I'm, I'm a regular reader, regular uh, subscriber to your podcast. So it's really, uh, you know, really refreshing to see, uh, to hear your perspective on things. Great. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Have a nice day. You too, man. Cheers. Bye. Hello. Hello. There's nobody there. I can't hear them anyway. I don't know if you can hear me, but I can't hear you, so I'm going to have to hang up. Sorry. Hello? Hello, is Andrew? Yes. Oh, Andrew, it's Isaac from Leicester. Hello, Isaac from Leicester. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Yourself? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. What's the story? Ah, uh, not much, not much. I've been your fan for almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, so, um... What do I ask you now? I, I, I was shocked to even get through to you. <laughs> yeah, a few people have done that. Yeah. <laughs> One guy got through and he didn't know what to say. He no question, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm sure you can think of right. something. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I was just thinking, um, I mean, um, I've heard you and, um, and James talk about this all the time, you know, trying to predict what the season has in store for us. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure we're all excited about the new uh, regime in the club. And, um, I mean, everyone is talking about what formation is he going to play, who's mm. going to start, um, is he going to play Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette up front. I mean, um, to me, personally, I'm just excited. I, don't, I'm not, I can't really say he should do this, but I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Uh, I just want to, you know, give uh, maybe an advice to all Arsenal fans. Just trust the process. I'm sure we'll come out good at, come out good at the end anyway. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Look, it's, you know, I think the, the thing for me is, you know, it's possible to have a few question marks over some of the signings we've made and whether or not they're going to fit in or whether the Premier League might be a bit much for them. Um, but it's it's just exciting because it is new and it's different. And, you know, they're stressing to us how hard they're working. Uh, you know, that's that's the key thing that we're getting from preseason, isn't it? Hard work, hard work, it, hard work. And, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. And know. which is something that I think he also stressed. If you remember back to his first interview, he did say, you know, I can promise you one thing. We're going to work hard. Yeah, you know, and I think that's, and I think that's probably why you know we've been shown that on on, on various Arsenal media. Uh, and I, I mean, it, it is nice to see because I'm not sure what happened when Azbenga was there, uh, but it seems like uh, the players are actually been put through their paces very, very hard. Yeah, and, and they, they seem to be, they also seem to be taking it very well as well. You know, you don't see them moaning, but they seem to love that they've been worked hard. Yeah, it'd be a bit mad, though, wouldn't it, if, like, you know, they got on Twitter and went, fucking hell, this guy, this new guy, <laughs> is making us run like a bastard every day. What's what's he doing? Fucking stay to this yeah, guy. Yeah. So, I, you yeah. know, I think there's, <laughs> uh, we're not going to get that kind of feedback. But, you know, he's a new guy, he's a new manager, and I think they want, they'll want to impress him, you know? Uh, yeah, b- because yeah. he doesn't have any favorites and he doesn't have any preconceived ideas about them. So they are going to have to work hard to get in the team. So let them work hard, it. I say. I'm yeah. loving it. Me too. All right, man. Anyway, Andrew, thanks uh, for your time. And, uh, it was, you know, I was shocked to get through to you, but I'm happy. Good stuff. Okay? Glad to talk uh, to you, Isaac. Continue what you're doing, man. Um, we all love you. Uh, thanks okay? very much. All right. Talk to you Take soon. Care, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. All right. I think we've got maybe time for uh, for one more. We'll see who comes through next. Hello, who's this? Oh, hello. Hello. I'm in. Yeah, you're here. Who is it? Who oh. am I? T- who oh, am I t- well, um, Nicholas from Austria. <laughs> hello, Nicholas from Austria. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, fine. Yeah, just enjoying my holidays. Oh, yeah? You off uh, off work or off college or school or? 
Uh, off school, actually, yeah, off school. All oh, right, okay. You should enjoy that time. I will. I will. I'll try my best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll find things to do. So, what's uh, what's on your mind today? Oh, just um, because there are some rumors flying around that um, about um, uh, from Bayern Munich, um, the winger. Jesus Christ, I've forgotten his name. Kingsley Coman. Um, Kingsley Coman. Yeah. Yeah. So if you would sign him, him or another winger, basically, so what would that mean for Lacazette? Because then I guess Aubameyang would have to move to the middle, and if we, if we would probably move him on or. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't think we'll move Lacazette on. I think we'll keep both Lacazette and Aubameyang this season. You know, we do have a lot of football to play. We've got the Europa League, which you would imagine, you know, we're going to get through the group stage. We've got to get to the knockout stages. You know, having a strong squad to then compete across the Premier League and the Europa League will be really important. So I think it would be mad to move Lacazette on, uh, even if they're not necessarily always going to play together, Lacazette and Aubameyang. Um, I'd be a bit surprised yeah. about Kingsley Coman, to be honest. Um, but I yeah, do... me too, me too, because it was it was coming out of the blue. Basically, it was just like, yeah. just like I was really, I was not shocked, but yeah, it was yeah. quite a surprise. It is one of those things that people keep talking about the the need to have a wide player, a sort of traditional winger, or a creative player in the wide positions. Um, but I, I, maybe some of it depends on what kind of formation that Unai Emery is going to pick as well, you know, and who he's going to deploy in those positions because we do have options. We've got Mkhitaryan, we've got Alex Iwobi. He could play Mesut Ozil as one of the the wide players as well if he's playing with a midfield three um, and not playing maybe a midfield diamond, you know. So uh, I think the options are there. It is one of those things, though, that... that you'd never turn down a really good winger, would you? If there was one there and one available, you'd always want one in your squad at least. Yes, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. I suspect we're not going to bring anybody else in until we we sell somebody, though, as well. So um, yeah. we'll probably see some uh, we'll probably see some outgoings before we make any more. Um, all right, well, look, uh, thanks for your call. Oh, no problem, mate. And uh, do enjoy your holidays. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, keep fingers crossed for a good season. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Thanks. Cheers. Big thank you to everybody who called through this evening. Apologies to those who did try and get through but couldn't get through because, uh, well, the technological limitations of this, uh, well, it's quite basic. You can only answer one call at a time. I did see some people uh, try to get through it. Matt, Bruce City Gunners, uh, sorry to you. I saw your thing come up. I was about to press and then it hung up and then someone else came through and then you never call back. You never call back, Matt. But anyway, thank you to all our callers. Thanks to you for listening. Please, if you haven't already, and if you can be arsed, I know many of you can't be arsed, and I understand that. There are so many things in life that I can't be arsed with. But if you could be arsed to give the show a rating and review on iTunes, that would be swell. We'd really, really appreciate that. James and I will be here on Monday. We'll have an Arsecast Extra for you. So until then, take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Arsenal Football Club today announced the transfer of German Sir Chips Keswick to FC Scrotum in the German Third Division. The club have concluded a swap deal involving their highly regarded young executive Hans Gruber. Arsenal will also provide them with a hundredweight of schnitzel. Former chairman Sir Chips Keswick said, Uh, ich bin ein Scrotumer. Quite so. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.